Welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, where every week we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under, with your hosts and licensed funeral directors, Victor Rubio and Natalie Willis. I'm Victor Rubio. <laughs> I'm Natalie Willis. <laughs> Are you sure you're Victor Rubio with that voice tonight? Yeah, I'm Victor Rubio. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we are here to discuss episode four of season 10 of Six Feet Under, titled The Black Forest. We have two episodes left. So just so you know, you okay. said that completely opposite. You said episode four of season 10. So we're in season four in episode 10. Just right. throwing that out there, bro. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, help. <laughs> so we're in episode four of season 10, <laughs> The Black Forest. Any thoughts on this episode? I have some stuff to get into, but... Oh, let's hear it. Okay. Uh, on last episode, I was like, oh, that's the... Um, the That's Long Beach when they were supposed to be in Mexico. Yeah. They were riding the horses. Yeah. Uh, David, mm-hmm. our trustworthy fan, uh, wrote and said, I could say with 99% certainty that the beach you see Ruth and Bettina riding horses, horses on is... Junipero Beach, oh. Junipero Beach. Okay. The pier you see is Belmont Veterans Memorial Pier, and the island you see in the background is Island White. You are correct. This is Long Beach. Oh, you were correct. Thank you, David. And on the other, um, also fan Colton. Mm-hmm. That's your super fan. That's that's yes. That's that's <laughs> my bro. We've been, we've been talking a lot lately. <laughs> What's up, Colton? <laughs> What's up, Colton? <laughs> Colton was in New Orleans this past weekend, by the way. No. Yeah, and he went to the Death Museum. Oh my gosh, that and is he so shared, exciting. He shared some cool... Oh, by the way. Yeah. Um, Natalie Willis yeah. got me a very cool oh gift. Oh my gosh. Oh, you're going to give me a shout out today? <laughs> I'm going to give you a shout out on your own podcast. <laughs> what did I give you a gift for? You got me a... I, I, how do, I, do I describe it as an old Dodge Embalming bottle? Mm-hmm. Right? The 1930s. Um, Antique. My birthday was last weekend. Happy Natalie, birthday. Thank you. Um, Natalie got me a really cool embalming bottle gift that I will post um, with this episode. It was Dodge Chemicals. Yes. It's a really cool. It's glass. Um, keep going. I feel like you want to <laughs> say more. <laughs> it's glass. <laughs> I told you the story that when I was talking with the antique dealer, when I found it, he had no idea forever what in the world that was. He just liked the bottle. And it wasn't until recently, like a month or two, that he was told that that's an old embalming bottle. Super cool. Really cool. He had no idea what it was. If you remember on the last episode, uh, we had talked about the sexual addiction and that whole thing back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colton wrote in. He wrote, uh, I'm listening to the newest podcast. I'm at the point where you and Nat are talking about the sexual addicts and marijuana part. I have to work. It, it's, well, let me finish. Uh, I have to work with sex offenders on a daily, so I have some insight on that. Now, they are not necessarily sex addicts, but they do have to go to therapy sessions one time a week with a licensed therapist. One of the things they go over is substance abuse and sex. We all know pot isn't a big deal. Um, I wish it would be legalized. One of the things to think about is the whole slippery slope. Yeah, smoking pot won't cause you to go out and have sex, rape, watch porn, but it's a stepping stone. It can lead to something more. It can lower inhibitions. Sober minds are less likely to return to bad habits. Um, I think that was beautifully put, yeah. Colton. I, yeah, I, I, it was more, you know, he doesn't So that answered with, our question that, you know, when you're in a 12-step program, you're not supposed to do these things, period. Right. But just speaking more about, like, remember, because we like, Brenda was mm-hmm. sitting there stanking like weed and all mm-hmm. that. Um yeah, so I just thought it was something mm-hmm. interesting. Ooh, sorry if that was loud on the podcast. Uh, I guess with that being said, we can get into this episode. Uh, any thoughts on the Black Forest episode? No. Four, season 10. I'll discuss them as we go through this episode. Great. <laughs> um, there is something I wanted to bring up. Oh my, Are you mad at me? I'm not mad at you. Oh it's God, just my voice. <laughs> what did I do? How do you order your Big Mac? <laughs> no, 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 just not relevant. Yeah, it's totally relevant. <laughs> Why are you bringing this up? You paid me so much for this. Tell, tell, tell the folks at home. I don't think there's anything wrong with the way. We're let, let's let we're gonna role play here. I am. I'm at the. I'm at the speaker, <laughs> and you're you're driving up in your car. Yes. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I take your order? You know, I used to work at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Uh, ma'am, is that your order? <laughs> Breakfast shift only. Okay, I order a Ready? Big Mac. Ready? Ready? Hi, welcome to McDonald's. C- can I take your order? It's may I take your order, because you can take my order, but may you. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. <laughs> may I take your order, ma'am? Okay, I would like to order a number one, which is the Big Mac meal. 
minus the lettuce, minus the cheese, minus the Big Mac sauce, and an unsweetened iced tea, and two hot mustards on the side. So you want two <laughs> buns. I like those buns. So you want a bun. It's three meat, buns. A bun, meat, bun. So it's bun, sesame seed, meat, with some onions. I do enjoy their onions, and pickles. And then medium, in the middle, another bun. And then meat. Which we really can't call it meat because I'm not sure about what McDonald's serves. Right. Onions, pickles, and then the bottom bun. Delicious. With hot mustard sauce. What? I feel okay. like I just opened a new world for you tonight. I mean, that's kind of just called a hamburger, but sure. <laughs> it's a Big Mac minus the sauce, minus the lettuce, <laughs> minus the cheese. <laughs> yep, yep. I don't know why that annoys you so much. Oh, because it's not a Big Mac. Uh, it it's is like, let me get a chicken Caesar salad, except hold the chicken, hold the Caesar. It's a revised it's Big a Mac. Lettuce. Revised. It is revised. I'll give you that. 2017 revised. Okay. Um, <laughs> did you pick up on any themes of this episode? No. <laughs> you didn't even try it. No, because I did not. Um, and I think it kind of plays into our death capsule. Okay. Where everyone is sort of using their kids or children to kind of like force their own agenda. Um, because yeah, I have it. I have it with here. Like Rico uses the kids so he can come over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate uses maya to kind of get brenda to come with them to idaho yeah and david and keith the whole adopting a kid thing yeah you know and then um even george and ruth because that's how they get like this double date yeah because he's yeah, yeah. hook up hookups uh, well George's then what do you think that lisa's family is using maya just to i i i, I, pry I mean and, pry kind, in his life slash see her not really because there wasn't much about that it, it was just more like that's how nate kind of gets brenda there okay at least i think but then even like in this death capsule um I mean, just really quick, what happens is uh, Suzanne, uh, God, what was her name? Wet, wet, wedding. Um, her husband's already dead. And she is just beating the shit out of him. Yeah. Right? This is actually a really sad death It's capsule. really. And you know what's funny? I think this is kind of the first time that the person's already dead when death capsules start. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of rough to see and to think. But even she kind of uses her kids just like kind of like shield for it for like what she's actually feeling and all of that i feel like that that was probably the most um realistic death capsule as far as emotions that they've portrayed i mean i'm sure all of them have but to me in in my experience i think that that's that's really been what i've seen yeah yeah it's It's, scary it's It's really it's scary it's sad it's uh, yeah Uh, I, I, and usually we go right into the episode after this, but I kind of want to, cause hers, their storyline kind of just stays, mm-hmm. there's not much of it. Um, cause even there she says like, you know, her kids won't even be able to have like a normal drink and when she's like beating him up and everything, you know, yep. uh, something that we, I don't think we've ever talked about on the podcast when they're making arrangements mm-hmm. with, with Suzanne, mm-hmm. it's Nate and Rico. Mm-hmm. Two directors making arrangements. Now I know we may have talked about it in just in terms of learning for experience, mm-hmm. but it These seems are two like experienced funeral directors. Why both of them sitting in? And it seems like that's how they do it. I don't know why they did that like that. Then I don't. I don't know. I'd imagine that's really tough. Yeah, having that'd be like two car salesmen, right? Oh, I'm not comparing us to car. No. I'm just saying like something where you have to sit down and make make plans and arrangements and everything but on the flip side rico could be there because david does have still some ptsd issues. no i know but it, it doesn't matter whether david i bet you i'm the, saying the like episode, why he was there maybe but the episode was, before david it's always been two directors it's been david and rico, rico well don't you think maybe they're doing that on purpose to watch david because of what david's gone through i know but what i'm saying is before uh-huh. that whole thing happened with david they were uh-huh. they've always oh, okay. done they always done. i didn't i've never i just haven't picked up yeah on that. no they've always done two directors okay it's just something I, i've never really heard of or seen yeah you know um <laughs> and again like she uses her daughter you know she's like everyone knew dad was a drunk right right like she keeps going to the kid and you know one of the tough things about being a funeral director is that's none of your business right as the funeral director like you the human side of you wants to intervene and protect the child but at the end of the day it's just none of your. are, are you talking about the scene when da- when david butts in yeah, yeah yeah it's just it's just like that's family stuff that's between family i mean if there's anything illegal happening of course you butt in but you you stay you have to stay out of that do you, do you agree with david like what he kind of yes i do to, to butt in and say hey like your child is grieving, can you cut uh, him some slack? Yeah, but I can tell you professionally, I would never do that. 
I would never do it. But I, just because... I'd I, find something to kind of pull over away. Like, oh, can you come like look at these flowers? Sure. No, I would have, I would do right. that. But I wouldn't just directly out say, give her give her a minute, you know, or give her a break. I just don't get involved like that. Yeah. Like he... You like, can. But that's, that's really tough to, to listen to or it's hear. It's very tough to listen to. And it's also been my experience too that those types of things don't happen in front of you. Like, well, where, that, they, like that's that what I was happens kinda, behind closed doors. That's what I was just going to say is, can you imagine what happens at home? Yeah. Like, you know, like no crying yeah. over dad. You know, we're going to go out and be happy. And it's yeah. God. I think that I would um, quietly, secretly, not secretly, quietly, when there was an opportunity, when the child was alone, just go up and, you know, comfort and just try to be a real person. Be like, hey, how are you? you know, yeah. Just talk and just, just let her see that it's okay to be sad that even though yeah. dad was a raging alcoholic and there's maybe things that's happened in your past, it is okay to grieve for your father. Yeah. It does. It, alcoholism is a disease. Yeah. It's, you, it is okay. It is not a sin. It's a disease and, and, and grieve for him. Yeah. There was no, they literally had like a memorial service, right? There was no casket, no nothing for a, him. I, I did not see I told you just like flowers, yeah. right? thought that was, I don't know. Uh, our episode does start out with Nate and Brenda and Nate not wanting to go for the inurnment. Is that what it was? At least inurnment. Inurnment. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to say this has been like what six, seven, eight months since Nate found out Lisa died? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's say that it's been a while. Um, your thoughts on whether or not like Nate doesn't want to go because mm-hmm. he's kind of like somewhat moved past it and he feels like bringing Maya and everything. Uh, where do you side with Nate? Like, do you think? Like not not he should he have gone. Uh, uh, thoughts on on like Nate wrestling with going or not? Well, I think Nate's ready to put this behind him, and sometimes with cremation, you have that issue of it dragging on and on and right. on, and the prolonged grief and so forth. You know, um, yeah, I do think he should have. I do think he should have gone. Also for Maya's sake too. I mean, kids. People think kids don't remember or process things, but. I think Maya definitely knew what to an ex- some extent what was going on, but it is once you, once you go to that six, seven, eight months from now, you are, you're just going, you're going to go through it again. You're just opening up the doors again for the grief. Is there anything to be said of the fact that it's not even her ashes? Like, so Nate, Nate, Nate's the only one who knows. Yeah. That is like cremated remains. This is yeah. all a crock. Like this is nothing. Like you we're all, this well, I think that even in the back of his head, he knows those aren't Lisa's cremated remains. No, there in may the front not, of his head, he knows. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> in the front of his head, he knows those aren't her cremated remains. And um, there's not an emotional attachment to it, but there's an emotional attachment to her passing and well, memorializing her. I, 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 yes. Because he has been struggling with that for a while. Right. But what I would say is, and, and you sort of brought up with cremation, it sort of gets dragged on. And it I'm, does. I, I'm thinking more of the, the South Florida national things we do or just place it like you know things that take time to, mm-hmm. to plan out and everything and you're dragging that process whereas burial is burial is you know, instant w- within within yeah. the time frame that you do designate whatnot um god damn it i just lost my, my train of thought oh they had a funeral for lisa they did and i would say if you want to talk about in terms of closure mm-hmm. nate literally buried her yes you know what i mean so he had his closure. That, and that's what i'm saying when you you bring all but of, he had his closure no, the right. family didn't Right. No, no. I'm not saying the family. The family could do the, yeah. do the. I'm talking about him having to drag this all up again and mm-hmm. do it. Um, so maybe that's why he wasn't as emotional as he could have been because he knows that those aren't Lisa's cremated remains. Well, the, the, and he's had he's had his burial moment with her. I I was just talking more on the fact of of whether or not like to to, to go because I would just kind of be like, you know, I've kind of been moving on. I've kind of been doing good. Uh, maybe this isn't something with with like the 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 kicker in Nate's own mind being like that ain't even her ashes yeah for sure for <laughs> you know sure. um but as we see that they you know <laughs> uh they all end up going this hotel the black forest and i've been desperately trying to find it so again Nothing. i'll call on mm-hmm. <laughs> david yeah david he, please <laughs> <laughs> i tried there's a bunch of black forest inns a bunch of bars a bunch of restaurants mm-hmm. i have not been able the only thing i'm thinking is that maybe that this is a regular hotel and the sign is made for it and it's not actually a hotel. It could even be CGI'd in that you can't even tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to pawn off some of, of Brenda's storyline, um, she gets a phone call from Brian, Byron, and it's a patient she's seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you remember this scene before watching it? No. 
So you thought he was on a bridge. I thought he was on a bridge and I thought, oh, Lord. I remember being like, I remember. I was on the edge kind of about that. I remember, I may have said this on podcast before, but like season three and four and some of five, there used to be a uh, TV channel called Universal and Universal used to air these reruns. I used to just watch them. Mm -hmm. I, I, oh my God, I had DVR at the time when it first came out. So like I was recording episodes. And then I always remember this ep this episode being like, oh my God, this guy's going to jump. And then you pull away, obviously, it's the air conditioner. Uh, but they do kind of trick, uh, play with the audio. Because you do hear like, kind of like cars. trucks going yeah, by yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's supposed to be the AC. Like, you could probably get away with it, but you yeah. hear stuff, yeah. you know? Um, Brenda does really well with him on the phone. She's very well with him on the phone. Holy shit, would I be pissed. That is but like I, that's I, like me calling you right now and being like I, I'm gonna kill myself I'm gonna kill myself and then you being like no no and I'm like huh, I'm just joking yeah I would you took that you. way too serious <laughs> I took it way too seriously I, I couldn't even think joke about, about it. it I don't want to <laughs> don't listen you know you can always call me if you feel low okay I will always yes. be here for you all right like, relax okay, just, okay? <laughs> I love you okay oh, I just want you to know this no I mean but oh, I I would God. be upset too but also this is the role that she's taking. Yep. she's not it's not like she's counseling counseling normal people uh, i yes. mean and I'm, you're not normal it doesn't mean that you're not a normal person if you go to therapy or something but he's extreme he's got me he's got big issues that's extreme that's very extreme and she called him on that but these are going to be some of the risks that comes of her career no no i mean agreed i'm just saying like this is almost worse than like if he actually had jumped because if he had jumped, it was almost like, you know, I tried my best and everything. Yeah. And there was kind of, in the end, there's almost nothing I could have done. Right. This is fucking with her. Big time. Yeah. Big time. And at that point, I don't know what the laws or the code of ethics, but I would have, I would have disowned him as, oh I would my have, God. I would right have there. canceled like, him yeah. as a client. No, nope. no, nope. whatever that I'm not means. Gonna, I'm not going to work because there's too much of an attachment to Brenda. And now whatever, however Brenda tries to lead her life, if he's not satisfied with it, he's going to, he's going to do this to her. Yeah. Oh, you got to go, bro. Uh, to another counselor. <laughs> the next scene, we, we kind of go to the uh, back to the Kimmel's barbecue, but let's hop on to other storylines. Um, Claire. Okay. They're sort of having a party of sorts at Anita's place. <laughs> they went and Jimmy's. got a keg of Miller. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you had a ke you've been to a party that had a keg that mattered? I'm saying is like you've had like when you grow up. Once you get to a certain age, you have keg as just it's easier. It's sure. not like to get did that's you, what you get when you're underage man well i'm saying <laughs> did you get kegs when you were underage? Yes. when's the last time you've had one where it's like yo there's a keg tonight I, i'm in my 20s yeah yeah i mean that's not too long ago but i'm just saying okay, you didn't think that was funny that was just last, that was just last year um no i i keg i where's the vodka i'm sorry i'm sophisticated can i get that vodka man I just joking kegs are fine but miller when they were like it's miller time that brought me back to my 20s in denver i think 10 years ago i threw a keg at like my house when like my my my, my, my father was away <laughs> and like we legit got a keg put it like in a um oh man i have to cough <coughs> we put it in a um in a garbage <laughs> Garbage, uh, what do you call those? Bin? Yeah. Yeah. And Garbage can. With all the ice. Like, we all had like red cups and played flip cup and red all that cups. shit. Red um, cups. <laughs> oh, my 20s, my teens. Then I, for some reason, I have, I, we always had a keg in my house just hanging out, an empty one. I don't know. I just found that funny. I was like, wow, I haven't thought about a keg in so long. When I was growing up. Keg stands. Was, Did you do keg stands? No. I've always been too heavy for that. When no, nobody was going to lift me up. All right, but just say no. <laughs> okay, listen, listen, when my teens, when I was 13 or 14, my very best friend, uh, Amy, has been my best friend since I was 10. Yeah, and her dad had a kegmeister. And we learned quickly the values of having a kegmeister in the home. And he busted us from steel, you know, we, when they would go dancing, you know, I would right. stay the night. He put a lock on that keg, ah, but he locked us down. That's funny. Oh, man, the kegmeister. <laughs> God bless that thing. I remember like tapping a keg, right? And you had to do it like perfect and all that. How much do kegs cost? I think it was like 70 bucks. Hmm, reasonable. But like you have to buy like, it's like 125. You just have to bring the keg and yeah. the tap back. I think where where different parts of America, but I remember in high school I threw a keg once and I made a lot of money, a lot of money being like fifty bucks in like high school. Um, I was always yeah, bad at keg like, parties. You get like your what happened? I was always bad at keg parties because I I always had to break the seal like after the first one. Do you ever remember <laughs> those parties of don't break the seal parties? Like that, whoever like a, I know whoever pees first has to pay. 
Wow. Oh, wow. man. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay home tonight. I'd be so <laughs> awful at I'm I've, so awful I've already at peed it. twice during this recording. <laughs> I have to <laughs> pee now. I'm not going to lie. I got to pee now. <laughs> um, so at the parties, Claire's dancing up to Edie. Did you like Claire's dancing? I, You know what? I felt like I could have shown her some different moves. But wow. I mean, it was okay. I liked Claire's dancing. Oh, do you? Uh, the song. Did you re- recognize the song? No, at all? not at all. It used to be my favorite song. It just so happened to be in this episode. What is it? No doubt. <laughs> it's not no doubt. It's, it's spider NRD. webs. <laughs> do you n- have me as a spider webs? <laughs> I mean, you're you know, like, do you know, like every episode ends with like a Red Hot Chili Pepper song? Unless yeah, I really yeah, thought. So yeah, you're the biggest fan. You wouldn't ever. say like a yeah, yeah. I was. It was called a joke. Okay, it was, it was a good one. It was a good joke. <laughs> High five. Um, no, it's NERD. She wants to move. Great fucking song. Okay. Anyways, um, circling back to what Anita said when they're at the house, Claire is just literally hopping around the group because she slept with Jimmy and she's kind of like now going back to try and um, I, I guess her and Jimmy are sleeping together, right? Yeah, yeah, they're like a boyfriend girlfriend thing. I don't right? think they're boyfriend girlfriend. I think she's just kind of they're sleeping talking. there. They're talking. They're, <laughs> they're ta- that's the, that's they're a term those young kids use, talking. Um, and she's, you know, at the party, she's trying to get things with Edie. Um, and, and, you know, we talk about it now almost every episode where it's like, how small is this world where it's just like the six of them fucking, mm-hmm. right? And it just got me thinking like, is Claire not attractive or not attracted to anyone else outside this circle? Because she's in college. Yeah. So this is the time where you're like, Oof. yeah. <laughs> college days. What? I remember my college days. Okay, okay. I feel like this is going to be again where you share too much. <laughs> okay, um, no, I was, was going to no, keep my yep, mouth, yep, keep yep, my yep. mouth so shut. So Claire, 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 right? Stay on point. Um, I know we're in hot college, guys. Ooh, right. Yeah. I'm just saying Claire has, and she's kind of has also women to, to whatnot. Um. I don't know. Just found she it. just not, I guess, not comfortable going out of her circle. But she's like in an artsy circle. That's her. That's her vibe. But the that's whole school her... is an art school. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. That's a good point. Anyways, <laughs> uh, the morning after we see Russell on the floor uh-huh. and he went to a K hole. <laughs> Was K a thing for you? Uh, first of all, I, I didn't. not for you. Okay, yeah. So I don't use drugs. But in my generation, and I was class of 1998 uh, in high school. Yes, K. <laughs> Really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you take that back. Thank you. Um, K was a thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. K K was a thing. I'm um, class of 03. No, I did not what? use that. Um, yeah. yeah. K was definitely a thing. Yeah. But you know, it's like cat tranquilizer, right? Is that like ketamine? I I have no. Yeah, I thought it was a tranquilizer. But I think it's like right, cat tranquilizer. Right. I don't know, man. You that was a thing. I got to tell you, on my senior trip. They were doing... Am I going to like where this story ends up? They were doing such hardcore drugs. I was like, okay. yo, you guys are like 18. Where <laughs> where do you buy, Where do you get the money for this? I'm just going to sit over here and have my wine cooler. <laughs> Claire and Russell have this weird photo shoot where they're ripping out paper noses and eyes. I thought that was a brilliant picture too. You liked it. I love that. You know what? Her art's just getting better and better through the seasons. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I kind of really have to say about that is we'll see that plays into a storyline bigger next, next and i week. actually think i remember that yeah yeah um the last scene with billy and claire yes where claire is wanting to hang with him. this like this is the third person just this episode let's just say it's two days this episode takes place claire has hopped around from jimmy mm-hmm. to wanted someone with edie mm-hmm. and now billy billy yeah um i found it i, I found it really nice the scene claire's just you know and it's only asking him yeah. sushi uh, it, no, ceviche. Ceviche. Mm-hmm. I thought, I don't know if I was reading too much into it, but I thought it was clever that this little thing develops in the, what room is it? The photo room, the dark room. The developing room? No. Is I thought they, they called did? it a dark room. Oh, I thought they called it developed. Whatever. And there goes that. Okay. What? Oh, oh, I get it. The, the pun on words. The developing relationship in the developing room. My HBO keeps pausing, and we always have the episode that on. That was super clever of you. Uh, so if you want to bring up a storyline while I put this DVD in the DVD guy. Well, now that you put me on the spot, I don't know what to say. Besides, I enjoy the show. Keep talking, please. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't like being put on the spot. Gosh. And you're back. All right, I'm back. Jeez. <laughs> I don't pod- like being on his spot. Carry the podcast for 15 <laughs> seconds, please. I can't. There's, we haven't talked about it. I'm everything. not an on-the-spot like, person. Goodness gracious. Oof. Ruth and George. I'm over them. All right. Then back to Rico. Okay. No, Ruth and George. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, Ruth laid those lines down, the rules down. And George, I think, was really, I think George was very remorse, remorseful. First of all, let's just talk about the fact that they have to go downstairs into the office to use a computer. Like, I literally don't get out of my bed and just have my computer right there. Like, it's it's like an, I have a either a tablet or a phone or a right, computer in right. every room of my house, and they have to go downstairs. It just makes me crazy. Well, I, I think even before that, when, when they're at dinner and he's like, you have a computer, right? Yeah, I know. It's like... Um, <laughs> but that used to be a thing. Like, like hey, is there a Google computer here? I know, or no? know. yeah. You know? Uh, I, but I, I like how she stood up for herself, and I think that he missed her, and I think he was pretty remorseful. Well, but well, in George fashion, he's not going to be remorseful. Let, let me let me go back just a little bit. When we first see Ruth, she's at Bettina's house, and they are um, playing Scrabble. Mm-hmm. And the two of them start <laughs> I fighting. I love Bettina. The two of them start fighting, and Ruth is like, I'm going to miss this. <laughs> it's really like among the chaos. Bettina's the Scrabble queen. Um, when Ruth comes home, George sort of starts crying and whatnot and all that. Uh, that's that's definitely genuine emotion from George. But is it also too, and this was in my head, is it emotion that he's had to take care of himself for a while and he doesn't like it? He likes somebody else waiting hand and foot on him? I think... And he's happy that she's home because he now knows he's he's back. She's well, back. Let me say this. It's, and it's even like, even like people who have serious mental disorders and whatnot. I, I feel like no matter what, there's always... Uh, um, intuitive or whatever genuine feeling so i think he definitely does love ruth mm-hmm. there's just some like weird you know yeah. he's just in his own and like we're, we're, what happens at the end of this episode is really starts coming into play yeah like from yeah. kind of like get that crack of george um i think it was he missed her and kind of like you know the idea of like i know i'm fucked up but there's nothing I could do about it. And I'm going to try and I'm going to say something like the way he tried to express his love. He was like, you know, I started getting really sad when I thought I had to move my rocks. Like, <laughs> that's not the most romantic thing to be like, you know, yeah, I missed you so much. I couldn't whatever. And he's like, and Ruth kind of calls him out. Like you didn't, you want to stay together so you don't have to move your rocks. Good for <laughs> you, Ruth, but I'm over you too. Ruth, leave him, move on. Oh, uh, but if I didn't know any better, like, uh, like I'm kind of with Ruth. Like, I don't think he wants I think he wants to keep it because he doesn't want to move his rocks. Like he doesn't want to move his rocks, and he doesn't. Want, he doesn't want to be inconvenienced to having to move again. Period. Right. To and then meet somebody else and go through all yeah, of go it through over that again. Whole thing. Yeah. You know what, what? What Ruth is asking for is like it's not even it's like basic. Some, it's fundamental it's basic relationship. relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's the most basic whatever. Basic. Um, yes. <laughs> um, and again, like I said, at, at dinner, uh, we finally get that. Um, do you remember what that episode? connection? Yeah, with the the, the girl at the linen mm-hmm, or the mm-hmm. cloth store. What's right. that called? Material store. Um, she put them together, which is great because they are together <laughs> and they love each other. I think. Who? I think that those two love each other. They didn't even talk. Yeah, they were talking. No, they weren't. George was talking with his son about. I thought that those two were communicating, definitely vibing off each other. No. Did I miss something? I think you definitely did because then oh. even even like they're talking and uh um the the girls like. This tea is so cinnamony. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I did miss that. Yeah, I thought that they yeah. were vibing until watch, until watch this I watched this episode. I just missed sometimes it'll pick up on things, and um, I thought that they were vibing until George was like, "Let's go discuss government conspiracies." <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's our computer here, um, and, and the conversation. It, if you remember, and I don't know if you do, that George is having with his son about all this political or whatever, right? Guess what I'm thinking? Like Ruth is never gonna be that for George. George yeah. wants like to like s- debate and talk about to me boring shit. Yeah. Ruth is never gonna be that person no. for him. Like no. you know, because uh, even th- if you remember that episode when he was talking with Anita, Claire's friend, mm-hmm. they're getting into like a a hearted. He's like an intellect type of person, intellect right? And Ruth is. I'm not saying that not, she's not intelligent. No, but that's, that's what I'm that's saying. It's, there's nothing bad about Ruth, yeah. right? That's just um, not her. She doesn't do that. Right, and I just—it's like wow, they're—they're they're really not <laughs> meant to, uh, you know, fit together. Um, yeah, I—I I, I had I had here in my notes like like Marissa, like my girlfriend, mm-hmm. like her. right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> just um, like you know, she had never known about Six Feet Under. She didn't even know about podcasts, and now she's like, she's in it, right? She's in and it. She, win it. she watches and like we watch we watch an episode, and she like, oh, I hate Brenda, I hate this, whatever. Yeah. Um, she took an active interest in something that you were interested in, right, which I think right. is a healthy, healthy 
uh, stance in a relationship. But, but what I'm saying is Ruth could never be that for she's George. She's not taking a healthy like, interest. You know what I, I mean, she's not taking an interest in And George I feel like stuff. once she would start trying to show interest for George, George would kind of be like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Like, get away. Well, you I know? mean, he would shut her down. Yeah. It would be, yeah. I, mean, I feel like George is the type of person that any conversation you're going to have with him, he's, he's going to be egotistical, narcissistic, and whatever you say doesn't matter. It's what he has to say. So who wants to have a conversation with that? So because I don't know if you watched the episode or not, I totally there, did. Okay, okay. Uh, do you remember George starts freaking out about like this nuclear war? Uh, a little and bit. And the potable yes. water supply. And, and that's, oh yeah, the and they were showing the graphic of how much is left. And, and she was like, well. Yeah. This is you. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> how much? Whenever we talk, I'm going to say quote unquote politics. Oh, I'm on my politics. Right. How often? You off- are not. Uh, whoa, whoa. You never. Actually, hold on, you hold are. On, I just don't like your views because you never agree with me. Right. You're devil's advocate about everything. Right. But what I'm saying is you like see something online oh, and you kind of run with it. I do not. And this is George. I, T- tell me you don't. Every time I go to look at your computer, it's like <laughs> Trump said this. End of the world? Question mark. (laughs) It's every. I know he did say that, and I'm not. I I never deny that he did. Mm -hmm. Just like you know. Oh, did you hear with Scaramucci? No, the thing. uh, Scaramucci. I'll be back in the Scaramucci. That's my favorite meme of all times. Um, I will give you this. You definitely. You and I both agree on the same when it comes to politics. We're on the same side. You just think that I get a little too worked up. Do I think it or do you? (laughs) There's a big difference. Um. How many I, times are you like, oh can God. you, no, but how many times are you, you reading? You so mad at me too at work. I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying like, you're sort of George where you kind of like freak out about something and it's like, we don't even know if it's true. Nothing. Great. Okay, <laughs> we can, we can. But it was on Instagram, so it's true. <laughs> right, and yes, yes. It's on the internet, so you know it's, it's true. It's on the internet. <laughs> oh man, I don't discuss oh, politics God. with you. Okay. Uh, I guess we could uh, finish out with some of Rico and Vanessa. Well, we have the rest of David and whatever, Nate's storyline. <laughs> when Rico calls Vanessa to you know, mm. figure out, um, she's using the whitening strips. Love that. And she's like in full on get back at Rico mode. Yes, uh, she is. I, this is why we have the episode on. I totally forgot. There's a scene, the scene, the first scene when Ruth and George are talking. Mm-hmm. They're talking in front of these like three window panes mm-hmm. and um, Colin Llewellyn, I had on uh, two podcasts. Um, he had said there was a great, great scene when Nate tells David about his um, AVM and he's like, the light, the lights represented like Nathaniel whatever and whatever i forget what he said but it's really cool but if I, I, I don't think we're gonna see it again but where they're talking yeah right behind them is the window pane and i think it's like really and now that i'm thinking about it because this is where the showroom is how weird would it be to just like have a serious hearty discussion about your relationship in a chapel <laughs> like they live in the funeral but home you, grew up, you live in the funeral home but how often are you in the chapel like, do you go in the chapel to be like, hey, but we you remember the computers downstairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But see, those are three window panes and we're yeah. supposed to like represent something. And that's something. the beer for the casket right there that he's sitting but on. But like, who goes? The I day? don't know. When you live But they, again, they have a whole house upstairs. Sure, sure. No, I understand that. But I mean, when it's lighted, it's open, it's big. I don't know. When you live in a funeral home, while it may be different to some people, it's it's your it's still your home. I understand. Yeah. But yeah. the home is whatever. Yeah. Um. So uh, Vanessa's using the whitening strips. Um, did you ever use this? I did, I and did it did. Not. It, it it definitely works. Does it? But I think if you use it too much, your teeth get sensitive. Oof! I'm gonna have to yeah. buy some. Um, so we, we see here t- that Rico kind of uses the kids um to come over. First of all, go love ahead, Vanessa. Go ahead. Vanessa, girl, get you. What <laughs> this was perfecto. She has get a full, it, girl. She has a full plan here, right? Oh. She great plan. strained her hair. She <laughs> looks so hot. She looked great. Mm. I mean, her, you know, she comes mm, out of the mm, room and she mm. is all done up. Yeah. Vanessa. I love Rico's face <laughs> when he realizes what she just pulled. Oh, yes, she did. Because he's just kind of like, Fuck. I don't get how Rico would not flip out right there. It's, well... What he wants to be proper in front of no, his wife? What I was going to say, guys he's, dating. He's like, probably no, taken aback by. It. Probably realized that he just got burned. What did he get? Burned. So Sound hot. effect. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we see this guy Kenny Sims comes in and, and Kenny, Kenny was <laughs> such. What's that word? He was just the bait. What's that word when you're just 
Okay, I have no idea, but he uh, got, I know Kenny got played to Ken whatever's name's got played too. All right, well, let me say this. Um um like this is what I was kind of saying like Regal would flip out. How is he not like Vanessa if he didn't want to freak out? Vanessa, I want to talk to you in another room and being like, "Yo, there's no way I'm letting this man cuz that's still his house. I understand they're uh, separate." No, 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 they, no. she didn't sign he didn't sign over the deed to her. Mm-mm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's she, still his house, is it not? That's their house. Okay, okay. And if she wants company over, she can have company over. Okay, and then I would stay if I'm Rico. Like, yo, that's fine. You want to have him. This is my house, and I'm not letting this man around my kids. But they're separated. But that the agreement was he doesn't live there anymore. But that's just that's just spoken word. Mm-hmm. In the end, right? If she was to call the cops, if she's gonna call the cops, if both their names on the mortgage, then no, yeah. he has a right to. Well, it that's as what well I'm too. I would if I'm Rico. I'm staying there. Okay, like, we'll stay yeah, and watch me yeah. and Kenny hanging out. Yeah, huh. watch me making out with him. How about that? In front of the kids. That's yeah. what you're gonna do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying there was no way, even if even if I was the shithead Rico was, there's no way I'm just going to be like, oh, this guy Kenny's over. He's going to be around my kids. Cool. I'll see you later. <laughs> Fuck that. Anyways, uh, Kenny knows what Vanessa just did, right? Yeah. You yeah. think he knows? Oh, he knows. Because he was kind of like, did I come at a bad time? Whatever. But how not right there are you just like, uh, I think I should go? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's using her, right? Bait? No. What's the word? She's using him. Yeah. Yeah. Vanessa's using Kenny mm-hmm. and she's showing Rico mm-hmm. see what she missed out on <laughs> and again I think you their thing kind of ends when he calls Vanessa's um, you know he uses the kids again yeah. as a reason why yeah. Kenny can't come there anymore yeah. so that was cool uh, let's see we did everyone we have we could finish out Nate but let's go quickly over David and Keith uh, David and Keith have Terry's wedding to attend to uh Kind of like we were just talking about the computer. And even here, it's funny that... Um, well, wait. They're getting married. And I, I thought he was discussing how marriage isn't legal yet. They did. They said that they, but they're partners. And what what happened during before before marriage was legal... Oh, you um, still get married. It just wasn't recognized no, no, by the state. No, no. You can still have a commitment ceremony, but a lot of times they were beneficiaries and wills and so forth. Like they got every. That's how they made sure that their 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 loved one was able to benefit. You know, not benefit, but right. to inherit when they passed. Uh-huh. So that that was the big thing. There was wills and trusts and all that stuff that was written. And now now you're legally married. I, I found that great. He was like. You know, uh, isn't it nice though how it how it's changed? And that I mean that just goes yeah. to show gay marriage is absolutely legal. There's nothing right, wrong right. with it, and good for them. I just found the funny. He, Keith was like, "Oh, even if the the government doesn't uh, recognize gay marriage, yeah, I don't recognize the Bush administration. That's right. But now we recognize it. That's right. <laughs> well, I was just talking. I'm just more. saying that it's just it's I, you know when you watch this and, and you go to today, well, yeah. I just think what what a movement, what a right, right, a huge thing that happened. I just thought this this line would work and wouldn't work for two reasons because one like. Everyone would have, we all recognize gay marriage now. Mm-hmm. And that line, I don't recognize, I don't, uh, what does he say? I don't, not admonish. I don't support. What does he say? Uh, I don't recognize the Bush administration. Yeah. You would, he'd probably be saying, I don't recognize the, the Trump, Trump administration. administration. You know, yep. I thought it'd yep. be funny. Um, at the reception, David's talking to this woman mm-hmm. who has this baby she adopted. And where is this baby from? Guatemala. What? Best country ever. What? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the, only, the only reason why I bring that up because I'm Guatemalan, so it's... It's the best country ever. The best country ever, yes. <laughs> best, okay. I instantly thought of you when she said that. I was like, oh, Victor. Uh, yeah, it's just funny where, where they would uh, bring that, that baby from, but this sort of plans an idea in David's mind about adopting a baby. Um, why do I have this written down? I have David accidentally buys two dozen eggs. Is that like a subtle jab? Maybe, but extra eggs and they didn't need them. Maybe yeah. I don't know. What about What's like that not- symbolism? I don't get. I don't get that stuff. No, but like maybe like. Maybe he was thinking about a baby, and so he just bought eggs. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Maybe or, or they like were on not sale. having the eggs, um, or there's too many eggs. Whatever. Um, Burst it out laughing when he opens the cupboard. There's, He's yeah. like, "Hey, what's for dinner?" It's like, "Oh, I don't know. Let me open this." It's, oh my god, it's a baby! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my voice is terrible. You're, you're sick. Um, you find the Chinese baby. Uh, I think it's totally relatable. In like when you want something, you envision ridiculous, ridiculous ways of how it comes up uh-huh. and how it happens. Like yeah. you know, 
You ever like do the thing in your mind, you're just like, oh yeah, one day someone's just gonna hand me like a million bucks, and I'll be like, oh my god, thank you so much, and I'm just gonna like whatever, and you, you know, uh, I just I, I thought it was just totally relatable how he's just like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of other ways where I've been like how much I've wanted something, like oh my god, I'll just do this and then I'll get whatever. Uh-huh. Um, got nothing great. I <laughs> know, <laughs> I I got nothing. Thank you. I do think of up somebody giving me a million dollars every morning in the shower and what I would do. Thank you. That's what I would say. Could have left out the shower. Okay. We meet Roger. Deep thoughts. <laughs> we meet Roger and Roger become, do you remember this character, mm-hmm. Roger? I do. And I, I despise him. I do remember despising him. I despise, despise, despise. He yep. becomes a, a somewhat of a minor character. Um, a minor. He becomes a big issue. And for oh, a big issue, I just mean like his character. Yeah. Is not, um, <laughs> before, well, obviously what happens here is they get into some scuffle that we don't see and the next thing we see, David bit his ear or the <laughs> earring off, right? Yeah. Before that happens, David says... He got into the scuffle, but it was because David... Oh, you were going to say that. I'm sorry. Well, no. David says, I'm a member of the human race. and wa- No, he goes, who are you? He says, I'm a member of the human race and I want to treat my fellow human with the respect. Good for you, David. Don't talk to don't talk to people in the service industry like that or anybody like that. But the next thing we see, he bites off he yes. bites off another human's <laughs> yes, ear. <laughs> yes, I did see that. So it's you know like, what happens. Holy, yeah. ho- Holy I want to treat everyone with disrespect. Holyfield did Fields. Is that his name? Who's the Who's the boxer that bit off the ear? Who do you think bit off the ear? Is it Hoytfield? Holyfield? Hoytfield. Yeah. He bit the ear off, or he got the ear bitten off. Oh wait, who bit his ear? Was it Mike Tyson that bit that ear off? I forgot. Go ahead. Tyson bit his ear off. Who? Hoytfield? Yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson bit off Evander Holyfield. There ear. you go. <laughs> um, the look on David's face after where Keith comes outside and he's just kind of like, um, is this David like he knew what he did or it was like surprised that it was inside of him? Because you mind you. I think it was surprised that it was inside of him. That he had that, right? He had that. Um. Because he's still reeling from he's, everything that yes, happened from the That's My yes, Dog episode. And so I feel like he would have like cowered if there was like a few episodes earlier. Um, he's but got you know, like they fucking now. got into yeah. like a fight and yeah. he fucking bit his ear off. Yeah, that's, Dude, def- that's it's gross. Still, this is still, yes, it's gross. Life or death situation, I would bite someone. Oh, yes. But like if we're fighting, I feel like I, I don't know. I don't know. Biting someone's ear, that's fucking. That's also illegal. Lot. Just throwing it out there. It's what? Illegal. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I guess we could finish with the Nate storyline uh, when we go back to the barbecue at, at yeah. um, Barb's house. Uh, there's a very subtle clue with Hoyt taking a picture of Maya. Yeah. Actually, what is it? Because I just, the whole time I was watching, I was like, creepy, creepy, creepy. You're the one that did this. But what was the subtle clue? Well, he, uh, I don't want to say this because it's a minor spoiler. And at this point, I know we were going to talk spoilers, but... One person in particular, Marissa, um, oh, Marissa, doesn't doesn't know what happened. Oh, okay. yeah. So let's just say well, let's, skip over let's just say he's taking a picture of Maya. Uh huh. Remember with the camera? Yes, I do remember that. And we'll 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 pick that up when it happens. Okay. But it's it's really subtle as as it happens and whatever. Uh, and then also Michaela brings the book of stiff. Yeah. And that's that As, also has to do with it I, you said that before and i'm still like waiting for you'll see you'll see yeah we got two more episodes it's a good so book by the way i still haven't read it um barb lets nate have some alone time so mm-hmm. nate goes back to the room with brenda uh i thought <laughs> nate was gonna ask do you want some money remember when they did legoland and she was like oh yeah oh, maya has to pay her that's share right, that's right that's 125 right 125 yeah, yeah, bucks for yeah. the room whatever how um, do you feel about the fact that nate brought brenda to this it's mm, a good t- uh question um Oh, yeah, I'm all about it. Nate's moved on. Mm-hmm. You can't tell someone how they should grieve. And if this is how he's going to decide to spend his life and they're going to make it work, yep. like, why not? Um, Do you think she, he should have made her a little bit more a part of it? Though? No, because it wasn't about her. Okay. It was about Lisa and Lisa's family. Okay. Nate was there as the, yep. as the widow. Yeah. Um, I think, I personally think Nate did it perfect. Didn't tell them Brenda was there. I agree with you. Didn't need to know she was there. Yeah. He wanted support. And he, he included even, Brenda in something that was big in his life too. And you know what it is? He didn't want to go. He went He went more for the family yeah. in the end, yeah. right? Yeah. And I guess Maya, but, <clears throat> um, and you're going to see the scene here. Yeah. This yeah. is the yeah. book scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm totally on board with Nate bringing oh, I think Brenda. So too. And I, I think, think he so did it too. the right way. Like, kept her in the hotel room. As yeah. long as she was okay with, you know, I don't know how I would feel being like, 
sort of like a secluded prisoner <laughs> where I can't no, really... No, you have to live your life. She's passed. You still have... <gasps> no, you, I meant, you have I to meant like Brenda just hanging out in the hotel room while oh, all this goes yeah, on. Yeah. But if I'm Brenda, I wouldn't want to be there. That's I wouldn't want to be there. I, mean, I would be And we see what happens I'd be when, super uncomfortable. You know? I mean, 10 years from now, you know, there's like a gathering, you know, this yeah. is my wife, Brenda. Right. She's here. Uh, the, the moment when Nate comes back to the room and, you know, Nate's like, ask about the phone call Brenda had with Byron. Brenda says him being a funeral director is the same thing. Like there's that that patient yes. client privilege. That's right. Or confidentiality. That's very true. You agree with her? Absolutely. Have you it's never... It's actually, it's it's actually a law. You know that. That is, we do not discuss. Did Are you, you saying you that? never discuss it with anyone? Um, well, I will talk to my boss about it. I, As my coworker, I will talk to you about it, but I do not like... As far as using names, facts, you know, and so forth. No, but no. you never said like one time this. Oh, sure, sure. I've done right. that. But I'm not I'm, saying like, oh my God, Mrs. Smith had right, whatever. Right, that's what I'm saying. But like, you know, you're just talking like, oh my God, I had this case one time or this family one time, right? Yeah. You say that. Yeah, everybody. But I guess, I guess in terms of... But I've also heard psychologists and psychiatrists do it like that too. Yeah, you just I had don't a patient, get, You can't right. give names and so forth. But also you should use caution about that too because as we know, the world is a small place. Um, I've... I've been involved. Should I say this? Yeah. Uh, um, not family members per se, but family of my friends. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, a director on or just involved. And it's never, it's so It's so weird how it happens. It's never brought up. Like everyone just knows. No one's ever asked me about it. And they knew if they asked me, I would never say anything. Mm-hmm. But like, I was thinking of like a, a few of my friends having taken care of them. Um yeah, just weird. Like no one ever says anything. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we see that Barb sees Nate and Maya at the cafe. There's a picture, and I have to get it. Um, our friend Vanessa, who was on the podcast, Love she her. used to live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, she was at this cafe. Was she? Yeah, she took a picture. That's the coolest things. Uh-huh. She sent it to me. Uh-huh. I have the picture. I just have to find it. But she was like at the back and she took the whole picture of it. Um, I have to find that picture and post it. But I know I imagine if you Google it, it comes up. Um, and I bet you what's his, David probably knows about it too. Um, when Brenda sort of sees Barb talking with Nate, mm-hmm. there's that moment where she's like, should I come there? Should I like reading the situation, do you think Brenda should have like pulled away? Well, Brenda. Well, did okay. Brenda didn't even know who Here, she was? But here's the thing. I was thinking about that too. Brenda got up to go get something, and then came Barb, back. Yeah, yeah. Barb, but Barb had come over even while Brenda was gone. Right. I was thinking, and this is just me. If I was Brenda, if I knew the sensitivity of every, if and why I was there, and who that is probably talking, maybe I just would have stayed back a little bit longer and right. then come over after. But how long would she have been there? And there's a point where you say, okay, yeah, I've been here for I 45 to- minutes and I would like to eat my bagel. <laughs> but also, like, maybe Brenda didn't know, because that's Lisa's that's sister. That's true. No, 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 I'm saying there's, uh, there's two points. I probably would have been like, hmm, I'm just going to sit back a minute and watch what this is. This really? exchange. I think so. I wouldn't have Well, you know what, too? They're in Idaho. So it's like, who else could it be? Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, but then, who I mean, else does Nate? But then eventually Nate, you what, have to. But what if that woman was talking to Nate about my, what if that literally sure. was just a random woman who was like, I just don't, hey, do you know what the local whatever I just, is? I just would have gone, I would have stood back and looked at the watch a scene, see, try to feel it out, whatever. I mean, eventually maybe I would have walked over there. I don't know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You are with your significant other. I'm yeah. going to put you in Montana. You guys know you don't know anyone else. Nobody. You're Montana. at Starbucks and all of a sudden your significant other is talking to another woman. Okay. Not not in a in a um, suggestive way or anything. Sure. They're just talking. Yeah. You would wait <laughs> before, you'd wait. Was I at Montana for a memorial service of my significant other ex-wife? Sure. Or wife? I like why? Why do you got to put me on a spot like this? <laughs> I hate you. I'd go to the bathroom is what well, I would just do. Say, I'm just it's saying it's not. Point. It's not the thing about this show. It's very. It's very real in terms of 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 what you know what the characters go through and everything. And I'm just saying a situation like that. We are sitting here like, yeah, maybe she should have waited. But like, how the hell was she supposed to know? And no, I, I, I didn't blame her I, for I walking refute, over there. Like anywhere. Unless like there's your your significant other is talking to someone who you know talks a lot and you're like yo I'm not getting involved in that <laughs> like I'll come save them later <laughs> you would come over like what if she was asking for hey do you guys know whatever like you know I don't know um, do you think Barb is right to judge it's, come on Lisa was her sister of course she's gonna judge there's no right or wrong it's her sister 
So, but, but let me ask you this: it's, what's, it's a, what's the appropriate time frame then? There's never. This is you. you have to, it's. It's a sister. no. Eventually, eventually, Barbara would want Nate to be happy, right? It's not. It's it's the whole Brenda thing, though. Before Lisa even died, there was beef with Brenda. True, true. That her true. sister was fully. If it was, if it was Nate and Jalissa, that would be a different story. Mm-hmm. Did you just take Marissa and just add a J A? <laughs> Thanks, Barissa. <laughs> Larissa. <laughs> Barissa's talking to Larissa about Jamissa. The fuck? Uh, <laughs> I come up with that one. Oh, I'm so many, weird sometimes. You know how many women's names you could have gone through before you got there? <laughs> you don't make me laugh. I don't have Marie, my nailer. I don't Stephanie. Have my... <laughs> oh, God. It's coming on. here. the asthma attack coming. God. Oh, my God. Um, Let's move past this. <laughs> our, our episode closes out. I wanted to include two scenes. Um, something I know we, we, you wanted to talk about. The funeral director handling this inurement of Lisa's Ooh. remains. How, how, how funeral directory monstery does he look standing behind her? I mean, he's, I don't why, do that. he's why people think like... Like, like we're yeah. like that. Yeah. I make it a point. Listen, this when I was an intern, I worked with a guy who... Uh, <clears throat> who went to San Francisco Mortuary College, by the way, who had been in the industry for a long, long, long time. And he told me, he would catch me standing in the lobby during visitation. And he'd say, don't put your hands together like that in the front. Don't put your hands back there like a front. You look like a funeral director. Like that was a rule there at San Francisco Mortuary yeah. College. If they caught you doing that, you get in trouble. That's exactly why I don't, it looks monstrous. It looks, it looks too much for me. I mean, I'm not saying whatever, it happens, you know, but that's exactly the image I don't like to portray. I think... And I always stand to the side. What do I need to be front and center for? You know what I mean? This isn't about me. Stand to the side and I come up and I've got to do the dreaded dismissal. (laughs) (laughs) I think, think, man, I want to say as late or as early as 15 years ago, the funeral director, we're a lot more transparent now. We've learned, society has learned so much of what we do where, I I mean... Because of shows like Six Feet Under and so forth. Yeah, but I'm saying it's like we are not... Not that we are not as important, but th- th- there there are ways to do what we do. Because mm-hmm. um, I think like back in the day, the f- and, and, and this is with anything, right? Even like your local re- your local shop, your local store you go to, like the funeral director was very important, like nineteen ninety five. Sure, like in, in you know, the eighties for sure. Yeah, what I'm saying is like yeah. your funeral director was like your doc, not, not like your doctor, but it but was in the, and, as and, regarded as yes, your position. For yes, sure. you know what I mean. 80s, and 70s, everyone 60s, would call that, you know, not what I mean? today, right? And it just so whatever. Um, I think you got a picture like where where it's a show about funeral directors, uh-huh. and now they're in another state, so you just got to kind of show what that funeral director yeah. whatever is yeah. doing. But if I could bring the the, the conversation back to. So he says he claims that he knows this cremated remains are from the seventies. Do you think that's a th- like? Here's the thing: we look at cremated remains almost every day, every other day, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in, in terms of cremated remains, mm-hmm. there is different consistency and color. Correct. Remember, I'm always I always ask, and I still have yet to get it's an answer. It's because of heat temperatures and so forth. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, why some cremated remains look different? It never looks like ashes. It's never ashes, yeah. right? Uh, the best way I always had to describe it is crushed seashells. Is the bet like the consistency and right. just kind and, of and part of the reason why we definitely never use the word ashes to describe cremated remains is because they're not ashes. They're not cigarette ashes. Not nothing right. like that. They're cremated remains. Um, are you calling bullshit on this? No, I'm not. I'm being actually able to no, tell us from actually, the seventies. Here's 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 my thing with this. Here's okay. So now I'm going into professional mode. Okay, it had to do. And remember, we know who that kid was that happened. Was that 70s or 60s? I don't remember. 70s. 70s. Okay. So from the 70s to to the 2004s, whatever this time frame is, I do believe that technology, equipment, and so forth has been upgraded. So when you do, and I hate to use this word because it's not a word that you would use in public, but it is the technical term. When you would take the cremated remains to pulverize them into finer cremated remains, today's equipment pulverizes them even finer than what they did back in the days where you would st- where you would have a mini bone fragments as you would have today where right. you have more of a consistency of sand mm-hmm. okay 
So you, to me, I could look at, I could take a a set of cremated remains to a set of cremated remains in the 70s, and I could tell that the processing of the cremated remains was completely different, and it had to be used through a different machine. So I could see a huge difference, yes. But would I go as far as as a tell of family that I think that this is not the person? I better have factual, non-waving data proof before I go to a family and make a statement like that. That is, that is hardcore. Now, let me say this too, because what, what, you know, we are all now as an audience, us talking right here, we all point our fingers to Nate, right? Sure. We're like, Nate has something to do with this. Sure. And did this funeral director know that Nate was a funeral director and owned a funeral home too? Well, either or, let's say, right? They would go to the crematory. No. What do you mean? Like, like they would w- call the crematory? They wouldn't call them, but like the real person to be pointing fingers at is the crematory, right? No. Here's here's how... What I'm saying is, right, if I have to say, if, if we were back in 2004 and we don't know how this plays out, we'd be like, oh man, is Nate going to get in trouble? But they're not... But Nate, but Nate, Nate has nothing to do with it. Like, he does. No one knows that, but it's... Did the crematory give us the wrong cremator remains? It's not Nate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, what I'm so to say? here's, here's how... If I was going to make... A statement like this funeral director made. Oh, no, I, know. You have to be I would go with Nate first because obviously yeah, these cremated remains came from this funeral. I would have a conversation with the funeral director first. Right, right. And then at that point, and I conversation would be like, what crematory do you use? Have we checked this? But how do you even bring that up to Nate, who that's his wa- dead wife? Exactly. How do you even bring that up to their what, family? I want to know what factual data he had to make a statement like that. Well, he did. He says that cremated remains looks like. If deal with it. It looks like it's from the 70s. Doesn't look like it's from today. Mm-hmm. I just think that that would have been a conversation I would have had with Nate or the funeral home first before I had it with family because they simply could have said, you know, we haven't upgraded our machine. We still use our machine. Well, that's what I was saying. There's a lot of... We still use our of... machinery from the 80s and 90s because yeah, there's nothing so wrong with many, it. There's so I know. Many. I just think that that, when he said that, I was like, OMG. And the only way to, while I understand what you're saying, they look wildly different, right? The only way I'd be like, something's up here is if there was like, a handful of cremated remains, babies, children. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever get to the point where I'm like, huh, something's not up here. In my mind, I'd be like, there's something a little different here. Mm-hmm. We got to make sure this urn gets to mm-hmm. Idaho mm-hmm. for the service. Mm-hmm. My mind would never be like, I think I need to sit the family down and tell them mm-hmm. that's not it. Yeah. Furthermore, how do you have proof? Now, this is a TV show, so we're going to sure, get. Sure, sure, sure. But, I mean, it really only goes as far as. Are those her cremator remains? Yes. Okay. You can't well, prove and, it. But, well, also, you know, state laws have requirements for identification of cremator remains. From the moment that you take a deceased in your custody to the moment you turn to a family, they're always identified. So I would have matched up the tag. I would have matched up the cremation certificate. I just think that that is just an off. I mean, that's just, it to me, that was like where, I mean, I get this is Hollywood, but this is kind of a, also, you know, we know what cremated remains look like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the big scandal, and this changed our cremation laws. I don't know if you, we went to mortuary school around the same time, so I'm not sure if you remember the update in our uh, mortuary law book, but the scandal in Georgia was a crematory that was operating and the, he was taking the deceased and throwing them in the woods and not, and returning cement, right? returning beach sand. Yeah. I know the difference between cremated remains and cement. And you would know it too if you ever... at that point, that would be when I make a comment. Yeah. But cremated remains that may not have been processed 100% versus... I I don't know. I just think that that was pretty... I want to see what the facts were. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah. To bring that up, you know, that's just... Ah, that it's extreme. It's um, an extreme statement to make. Yeah, and and if 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 you are someone who has someone who's been cremated and you have their cremated remains in your house, you know the difference between cremated remains and anything and else. And beach sand. You know. And that's what that guy was doing in Georgia. Yeah. But I will say this, as a funeral director, when I know something is incorrect or I have a question about something, it is my responsibility. Yeah. to question it, to find find out the answer. And if there is something that has happened that is that should not have happened, it is my responsibility 
to notify. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, there's a lot I just of steps. Think that is there's a lot of steps he goes through. Extreme before, situation. There's a lot of steps you go to before for the family. Correct. I, yeah. I, I, I just don't know about that one. And, and again, being a TV show, you always have, you have to I give it its liberties. But I also think too. While I mean, I understand this is a storyline that they wrote. I also think this was the time too where that stuff was happening in Georgia as well. If you remember, that was in the headlines as well. Maybe. Maybe this is where they kind of got that storyline from. Um, maybe. Let me say. I was just gonna say. Damn it. Again, this happened twice this episode. Uh, bringing up the cremated remains. This is so not interesting when I'm trying to do this. You were talking about cremated remains. There's a long ways before you get to the family. Fuck it. I can't remember. Okay. And that brings us to the end of our episode. Okay. Anything else you'd like to discuss that we may have skipped over before we end? Nope. Uh, so we have two episodes left and we're finished with season four. We're kind of prime to end up the week before Christmas. Monday, Christmas is on a Monday, the 25th on Monday, so our last episode will be the 18th. Feliz Navidad. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, and I guess with all that being said, we will be back next week to discuss Bomb Shelter, episode 11. And I love episode 12, which is untitled. Oh. And I love that it's untitled, too. Really okay. Cool. okay. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you everybody for listening. looking for you. Everyone in the world that told you A little pocket is something kind of Find your reason Coming up on it every day Thank you for listening to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. Listen to this and all episodes at diggingpodcast.com. Join us on the next episode as we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under. Please search and subscribe to us on iTunes under Digging Six Feet Under. Well, I like the contraband. I got a Santa Monica in my hand a little.